Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'd locked horns with death more times than I could count, but I'd never seen him so clearly before. His hood down, the hollows of his eyes glowing funeral black, bony hand outstretched. There was a time I might have welcomed his company, had him over for a story and a drink, but not anymore. Not since I realized I wasn't all alone in the world. Sure, I was feeling a little better for my proximity to home sweet home, but I still hadn't climbed completely out of the hurt locker, and this next bit was definitely going to hurt. We were twins, so I knew Romy would be operating on the same wavelength as myself, even if her amplitude was a bit higher than mine. She knew it was now or never, to give that plan of hers the old college try. As the bottomless mouth of a thing straight out of hell opened wide to swallow me and Romy whole, we were making with the Hail Mary. I focused every last ounce of power I could muster at the space right in front of that massive maw, wrenching at the shadow standing between me and the world I left behind. The effort made me feel like I was imploding, getting crushed into the center of my soul. Regardless, it was working. My momentum was slowing, the cohesion of the scene coming apart. I was still falling, my sister right behind me, but it wasn't through the dim spaces darkened by an alien sun. We were tumbling behind the proverbial curtain now, the space between space, all that separated two realities bound together on a collision course. My power was tapped, though. My booster rockets run out of fuel before reaching orbit. From here... It was all up to Romy. While her power couldn't affect me directly, it could manage the world around me well enough, and I could feel her guidance as we plummeted through the liminal space. While I didn't have a real bead yet on how her power worked, I knew Romy was doing something with dreams, pulling at them like a spider cinching a web, reeling us into our reality. I didn't have much time for sightseeing, but this place we were in, lost to, was like nothing I'd experienced before, not even during the great darkness. It was like being devoured by the sky, torn apart and flung into all four corners of infinity at once, 
digested into a laughing limitlessness. Yet, despite the utter alienness of the place, a familiar solitude threaded through its fabric, a vast emptiness that not even two realities could fill, the aching, empty guts of creation, or the shadow of creation. Whichever the case, I was just glad for the dirt and darkness of the tunnels under Marrow's, where we finally collapsed in a heap, banged up, but in one piece. It only took a second to regret my gratitude for being back in the cavern. A cavern, it became apparent, now choked with corpses. I'd seen sardines packed with more room to spare. There were hundreds of bodies, all of them cut down in the crudest ways, just pigs to the slaughter. As I looked closer, reverse engineering the massacre, it appeared likely that they'd killed each other. I shook my head at the insane grins tattooed on many of the faces. Their deaths had been given freely, enthusiastically. I'd never been more secure in my own atheism than I was at that very moment. Looks like there was a culling on this side of the shadows, too. <sighs> what you're looking at is likely all that's left of the people of Marrows. Just a little extra death to help grease the wheels of the conjunction. Life sure as hell is cheap around here. It's going to get a lot cheaper if we can't stop all this. I didn't know if either of us really appreciated the loss of life, if we lamented the dead and almost certainly damned. We lived far too long at the extremes, where life was either curling smoke, only occasionally holding a meaningful shape, or simply felt too coarse and too cold to be mistaken for anything truly alive. I absorbed a little insight as to how to navigate this place from my sleep read. If we head this way, we should come to a fork. We take the left-hand path and we should be on track to hit the entrance to the mine. I just hope there's enough black powder and gold to put an end to all this. <sighs> well, there's only one way to find out. While we were out of the fire, we were right back into the frying pan, the darkness trying every portal of our minds, looking for an unlocked door. And, naturally, our situation is reversed. I felt a little better for the solid earth under my feet, and Romy tried desperately to slip the clutch of madness. I could tell by her eyes, the way they darted all around, chasing the phantoms of her fevered mind. Of course, she wasn't exactly off-base about all the phantoms. As the two realities near contact, they're going to start sharing various aspects of themselves, combining with one another, hybridizing. So, things are going to get weird again. Never doubted that for a second. Anyway, how you holding up? Uh, I think my power prefers its extraterrestrial darkness jet black rather than tinged with run-of-the-mill reality. When we were on the other side, the clutch of the place was keeping me together. Here? Uh, well, not so much. I'll try and ramp my power up. Keep the rain off you. No, I'll, I'll be fine. We'll need your power as primed and ready as you can get it. Like you said before, I'll manage. I don't have another choice. About two minutes down the left-hand fork and the cavern became an opulent, if somewhat dour, hallway. 
replete with lines of closed doors and dimly painted walls, punctuated with portraits of leering faces. Behind every door we passed, the sound of something terrible, a morbid invitation to investigate the horrors. Without warning, the hallway would turn a corner, causing us to wonder at the path we walked, if it was still in line with our destination. <sighs> We're running into the same problem as before. The dimensional overlap is making the going practically impossible. I don't know where in the hell we're going anymore. Even with your power clearing out some of the dark, I need to have some sense of the surroundings to navigate. We're going to have to. Oh, you shouldn't fret. I can assure you, you're most certainly headed in the right direction. It was Kilroy. He stood a ways down the hall the light of Romy's eyes barely revealing him. He was like a ghost, pale and gaunt, floating as much as standing. Romy's hand already grasped her Balak. I thought that two of you would have realized by now. There's no need to skulk about. You're more than welcome to join us all for the festivities. What's the matter, Baltus? Was everyone else too important or dead to be sent to intercept us? So the darkness sent you to do the job yourself? Hmm, must be awful, getting demoted to Aaron Boy after having the run of the place for so long. Not at all. Why, it's a pleasure to serve. But I suppose that's not a feeling you can sympathize with, now is it? Or perhaps I'm wrong, and you are indeed thrilled to obey those who sent you here. Those who likely lied to you about what you'd encounter, the challenges you would prove incapable of overcoming. Perhaps you're more than happy to die on their behalf, after they've done so much for the two of you, finally deigning to unite you. How many years has it been? Okay, let me guess. This is the part where you ask us to join the club, right? You're already part of the club, lad. Both of you. Now, granted, the Wakeless and the Umbrian haven't always been the best of friends, even on the best of days. But there's room at the Master's table for those willing to make good their promises of fealty. All I wanted was to draw my revolvers and blast him out of his shoes. But I was only just starting to get feeling back in my hands. In barring an absolute need... I wanted to conserve my strength for bigger fish, like Nykrist. Well, I have to admit, this is a much better head game than the one before. What's the matter? You finally realize dropping our mother's name every other minute would get old? Not precisely. I was merely trying to engage you in polite conversation while we waited for our next guest to arrive. I'm sure you already know... Mr. Galturo? Oh yeah, me and the kiddos know each other. <laughs> we sure do, don't we? And you two are about to pay up for that little stunt back at the cannery. And then some... Galturo was back in his armor. Aside from the brief glimpse of it in dreams and the description Isaiah had given me, this was the first time I'd seen the monster dressed to the nines. 
Although I had a sneaking suspicion that light wasn't the only reason he was suited up. I could only imagine the extent of his injuries after absorbing all the light from our last go-around. If I hadn't been half out of my mind from all the invading darkness, I might have been able to start things off on the right foot. But I wasn't in my right mind, and my glowing eyes went straight to the draping metal cords attaching Golturo's suit to the darkness behind him, giving away my plan. So you think you're gonna cut me off with your little toothpick, do ya? Nah, it's not gonna be that easy. His armor made a clicking sound as a panel opened over his right shoulder. The glimmer of a glass bulb twinkled in the darkness just before it ignited into that strange gray light. It hit us full in the face, and I knew instantly the power it commanded. The alien darkness went straight for the sins themselves, holding them up, force-feeding us our own filth. The gray light was wittier with how it went about the process, presumably due to its partial earthly nature, its intimacy with the human condition. I could feel my desire, and subsequent guilt, to kill any interest in the woman who'd given birth to me. I could feel my self-loathing as one who invades the minds of others, opening them to the scrutiny I refused to level at myself. The effect of the attack was paralysis. My attention derailed from the moment, and like a hand instinctively moving to cover an open wound, my mind shifted to the cuts opening within my conscience. Isaiah's response, thankfully, was a bit more constructive. My brother's aim left a lot to be desired on account of his wounded hands, but a shot still found its mark. Golturo took one in the leg, doubling him over, but it didn't stop him. I'm thinking you meant for that to land a bit higher, yeah? Too bad those hands of yours are still freeze-dried hamburgers. But don't worry, they won't hurt for much longer. Isaiah stepped in front of me while he returned the pale revolvers to their case. You gotta snap out of it, Romy. I didn't want to take that shot, so we gotta make it count. I shook off the cobwebs and joined my brother in a mad dash through endless dark rooms and hallways. The sights I managed to snatch as we sped along vacillated between explicitly terrible and semi-coherent horrors. All of them the manifest souls of dreadful things, the centuried and solidified sins of an entire city. One of the rooms, a gallery of sorts, sported scenes of persons being cast into the pits in and around Marrows, portals to the alien world of the timeless dark. Each face stretched in fear and pain. The pit rendered in near complete blackness, save for the slightest suggestion of outstretched arms, eager limbs waiting to catch the plummeting victims. The next room proved even more macabre. Another series of paintings, each one a close-up of the faces from the previous room. Only now, they grinned from the dark. Their souls burned black. Isaiah threw open the next door only to reveal Golturo, his armored fist a blur as it crashed into my brother's face, launching him into the shadows behind me. The monster's metallic hand slammed closed and empty where it tried to catch me by the neck. 
I slid under the giant's legs, determined to cut the cords that supplied him with his life-sustaining darkness. My Balak lashed out like a metal tongue, licking the sides of the dark sea steel cables, sparks dripping from the points of contact. One of the several tubers came apart from the touch of my blade, darkness spraying wildly into the room as if from an untended fire hose. The last thing I saw before the otherworldly dark put the kibosh on what little light my eyes could muster was a cavern of teeth opening out from the pluming darkness, one of the demonic eels. All I could think of was Isaiah, forced to watch me die in the mouth of a monster. I resolved not to scream. If he should survive, I didn't want my brother's last memory of me to be a scream that went quiet within the wet guts of an eel. Get away from her. Isaiah stumbled out from the corner of the room, pale revolvers clutched in his palsied, outstretched hands. I watched the darkness and the eel, along with the reality supplying both, peel away from me like so much crisping skin at the touch of a blowtorch. Isaiah wasn't holding his power back. Not one inch. His shots went wild, though, the pale matter rounds blasting the room to smithereens. The giant metal monster tried to backpedal into the adjacent room, to follow the curve of the retreating darkness to safety. But I wasn't going to let that happen. After my Balak cut all his remaining connections to the ebbing darkness, I snapped it back into the shape of a sword and plunged it through his back and out his chest. And just like that, I'd taken my first life. You dirty... You dirty rat. Look what you gone... Look what you gone and did. Ah, I looked up from the metal-covered corpse, right into the fading gray of my brother's bleeding eyes. Despite his own pain, he sought only to soften my own. You, you had no choice, Romy. He didn't... He doesn't, uh... He... Uh... <gasps> Isaiah! Rushing to his collapsed form, I took him by the hand, lifting his head into my lap. He was surprisingly heavy, almost leaden. Isaiah, are you, are you okay? His hand was burning cold, but I didn't care. I wasn't letting go. I wish, I, I wish. His eyes held only the slightest focus, clinging desperately to my own. Finally, they widened, admitting infinity his last breath lifting into the air as cold mist. The shadows outlined his power where it retreated into nothingness, and I could feel the unrestrained darkness closing around me like a fist. I wasn't going to run. Not for my own life. Not even for the sake of Isaiah. I would stay behind with the first and last person on this earth I ever cared about. The only one who cared about me. We came into the world together. And we'd go out the same way. 
The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. And the Sleep-Wake Cycle theme song was written and performed by Sean Zeller. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the sleep-wake cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion, visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythology, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the larger world of Maltopia, head over to Maltopia.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.